from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Here we go. Welcome in, everybody. It is the big and big and bigger and wild outdoors. Uh, the studio this morning, there's lots of room to run around in here today. It's just me and Jonathan Swindle. How much room for activities? I know. We can, <laughs> we can throw stuff. We can set up an archery target down Do you want to do karate hallway. in the garage? Sure, that would be awesome. Do we just become best friends? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Set up a ping pong table. It'll be awesome. We'll be in here. Dale, Dale, no power tools. <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody's out. Vince is uh, was supposed to come in today. He's got uh, back issues, and if you've never been there, of course, a lot of you have. <clears throat> That's just not fun. And uh, so yeah. I was like, you know, hey man, stay home, relax, rest that back. And uh, Bart, I don't know. He was supposed to be on his way here. I, I don't. You know. So uh, he he may show up at nine o'clock and like, dude, I so totally forgot. And uh, last I heard, Glenn was headed up north. I thought he was working. I don't know. I think he's headed up uh, maybe for a couple of days off. Uh, he heard that Bill George, who's uh, headed off to Pennsylvania, uh, he was leaving the other day. I called him yesterday. And said, uh, we need to get some more uh, stuff. And he's like, oh, I'll, I'll do it when I get back. I'm, I'm out of here for two weeks. So he he's gone. He's up in Pennsylvania, which I think is really kind of funny because all those areas where they thought that winter was over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting all these pictures from everybody. And it's like, uh, man, it's snowing out here. It's snowing out there. Uh, I know that uh, Bill Glisson with G5 and his wife were out in, uh, I think, Nebraska. Uh, this past week and snow pictures. I mean, it's still snowing. But it's it's just like me the other morning when I called you guys. I was back up there at the woods and I walked outside and hadn't <clears throat> hadn't uh, been paying attention to the weather. And Jonathan walked outside in a t shirt and shorts and his flip flops to check on some stuff at sure. six thirty in the morning and. Uh-huh. Jonathan turned right back around and went back inside and got a hoodie on because it was <laughs> a tidbit nipply outside. Put some pantalones on, man. Yeah. It's a little chilly on my legs up here, man. I understand. Uh, well, of course, that means you were up in Bluntstown. Yes. Uh, still in Florida, but what was the temperature that made a cracker boy like you have to go back in and get a jacket? Uh, 48. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's acceptable behavior. <laughs> I was like, if you were going to go around 68, I'd have been like, no. No, 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 no. It's not thinning out yet. Yeah, 48, uh, that's yeah, that's acceptable for Floridian standards. Yeah, Actually, I think by Florida standards, you could come out in a parka, and it would be acceptable. Yeah, exactly, a snowsuit. So, so, you're, so you're all good. Uh, it is Memorial Day weekend, and if you are planning on going out on the water today and tomorrow and then possibly on Monday, uh, for heaven's sakes, just please be out there, be thoughtful, be courteous, be, be careful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, it always seems like this time of year we always have some tragic news that nobody likes to report, um, usually involving something in the with the words watercraft in it. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're not... And a, alcohol. that And not paying attention. We talked about it last week that the number one reason 
alcohol was up there in the top five, but mainly it's just not paying attention, yep. you know, uh, being distracted in the boat, not seeing that channel marker, not seeing that guy on a jet ski cutting across from you, not noticing that oyster bar that you're rapidly approaching, uh, not catching, you know, not paying attention to the crab line that might be out in front of your boat. You know, just those little things that can make a weekend extremely disastrous. If you're well, not, and not to pick yeah. on them, but like the jet ski guys, stop thinking that you're in the X Games, please, and just you know ride <laughs> they like have you races. got some sense. Yeah, they have races for that. You can go out there and do that. I'm, I'm just saying. Well, I, the other what was it like a couple of weeks ago? Maybe I don't know. Bart and I and um, the kids and everybody, we all went down uh, behind Mastery's. And did some wade fishing down there. And as the sun was going down, I thought it was amazing. Uh, all these jet skis are hauling north, hauling north, hauling north, hauling north. And my son was like, Dad, where are they all going? I said, they're all getting back, man. It's getting dark. <laughs> and they're, they're boogity boogity and trying to get back to the trailer and get back home before it gets dark. Because mm-hmm. there's no lights on those things. Uh, but anyway, just be careful. Be aware. Be safe. You know, it's like anything else. Designated driver, uh, and make sure life jackets and everything else that you got on there. Because uh, every flotation device uh, that you can buy from the corner gas station or corner store is probably not going to be there. Mm. They're probably all going to be bought and inflated with uh, <laughs> floating beverages and stuff like that on them. Well, the other, the other one that you need to do is you need to also recheck it when you get to the boat ramp. Not while you're on mm. the boat ramp, but, you know, while you're... <laughs> waiting in line or maybe even parking or while you're parked or before you launch the boat because sometimes those items that you have so uh, so perfectly stowed somewhere in a boat have a tendency to go out the back of the boat at 75 yeah. miles an hour like so. I, this morning when i was coming over here and i had a couple of all of a sudden boaters jerk it over on the side of the road. Yeah. Usually after the Memorial weekend you can find a plethora of great you fishing need life jackets, items on the side you of the need- road coolers you need nets a couple of fisher rods maybe uh you know you can find them there along the interstate or you know going across the gandy bridge uh, uh bait buckets you know yeah, those exactly things, those things have a tendency well to and go. like we talked about it in here before too don't be that guy at the boat ramp yeah have a plan for your crew to where it's okay this guy's gonna back the boat up this guy's gonna get out and check the plug and make sure the plugs in the mm-hmm. back of the boat Right. And release the motor, you know, from the motor mount so you can move it up and down. Take the straps off and everything Uh else before you start backing up. How many have you ever seen that before? Oh, yeah, where they forget to take the straps straps off. off And the guy's sitting there on the, and and you see the boat, like, boat goes back about six inches, strap catches it, throws it right back (laughs) into the roller. I saw one one time where the guy had the, uh, the short straps that, that go onto the little back hooks on the yeah, that's what I'm talking about. transom down and yep. you don't really see him. It's not like it went over the boat. So he's like, what? Well, anyway, he forgot to take him off. And of course, when you roll the boat back on down the boat ramp and it doesn't float, yeah, it's being held down. Yeah. Well, water has a tendency to go over the gunnel. Yeah. Right over the back. And next thing you know, you're pulling the boat back out and letting it drain for the next 15 or 20 minutes. So, um, <laughs> it's just one of those things where, and we've said it here. Don't be, uh, and don't be that jerk that's sitting there 
pressuring people to put their boat in the water. I mean, be courteous Off to everybody. Help, man, you know, I need smell backing it up. Uh, you know, here, I'll guide you in, do whatever. I mean, you know, the quicker you can make it, the quicker it's everybody gets out. And yeah, exactly. So uh, we say that with the greatest of, of care and the greatest of ease, but, you know, we're just social media is going to be flooded with all kinds of pictures. Look of, at this moron. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Not everybody listens to the show. We no. wish they would. <laughs> but, but unfortunately, they have other things going on as well. So yeah. uh, Memorial Weekend, we just want you nice and safe and back to work on Tuesday. Economy's going great. Let's keep it up. <laughs> Let's not mess there things up. Uh, but also, I wanted to uh, let you guys know. It is Memorial Day uh, weekend, which means I understand that it's time for families to be together and cook out and all that stuff. But let's not f- forget the reason for the for the day. Uh, Memorial weekend is to remember those lost in battle, those lost fighting for our freedoms, those that were lost and never came home. It's in memory of them. It's not, not National like, Barbecue Weekend. No, it's not. And so if you do have the time to thank a veteran or even your own kid or your dad or whoever it is, you know, to say, you know, I'm glad you made it home, you know, that kind of thing. So it's uh, kind of sad when you really think about it, but most people don't like to think about those things, but it is one of those deals. So we thank our veterans, of course, doesn't matter what branch of the service. Yeah, even you Coasties. And uh, oh, Wow. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, uh, and uh, and we thank you for your service, and we thank you for for being here. And we know you take this more seriously than most any other people who've maybe not, you know, worn the uniform. So we appreciate mm-hmm. it. And we thank you every day. Uh, also, if you're going to be out on the Swanee River, FWC put out a little alert. Uh, it hasn't happened in a while, I don't think. But you know, the sturgeons are are back, airborne. And this is the time of year where it seems to coincide with Memorial Weekend where they decide to go out and actually, We actually had some friends that one of them was killed by a sturgeon. What? Yeah. In in Florida? Yes. Exactly for what you're talking about. You got to be kidding me. Sturgeon left the water. The fish itself didn't, if I remember the story correctly. The fish itself wasn't the cause of death. It was the fish knocking out the person driving the boat and then them getting into an accident. Well, I remember the lady uh, with the broken leg on a jet ski. Uh, you know, she got whacked and mm-hmm. thing was big enough to uh, break her leg. But anyway, if you're going to be out on the Swanee this weekend, just be careful. And uh, I don't know how you can be aware, although the FWC says that uh, during 2018, only one sturgeon encounter with a boat was reported. Uh, so we want to keep it uh, less than that for this year. But the FWC actually has narrowed it down to a few areas they say you really ought to pay attention if you're going to be in these areas. Mm-hmm. By the way, to what you were saying, you don't think about it. Five foot long, weighing anywhere from 40 to 80 pounds. Torpedo coming out of the water. Leaping more than seven feet out of the water. It's a torpedo. Yeah. And if you're traveling at 40 or 50 miles an it's hour. It's going to hurt. All right, it'll kill you. Yeah, it's going to hurt. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'll uh, give you the uh, the strongholds where the Taliban uh, sturgeon hang out <laughs> so that you can be aware of them. All right, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by G5 Feed and Outdoors, who, yes, will be open on Memorial Day, so you can stop in there and get some baits and stuff before you head out to the water. 
And uh, we're also brought to you by the great folks out of Brandon Ford. And you know they got a Memorial Day sale going on out there, and they got some great deals. So go out and stop in and see them if you want to. We suggest you do it. We'll be back. Flag still stands for freedom, and they can't take that away. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Uh, Braden and Jonathan, and uh, I got a text, and apparently Bart is downstairs. He heard so. you talking about him. Yeah, you know. Why does she play this song? It gets me teared up. I did. You know what? And then when it first came out, you know, everybody was kind of like, what is this all about? When it was country, you know, and you're like, well, man. I can say in a couple weeks when I'm at state convention that they start out every session playing this song. Well, I mean, it's huge now, and uh, it always has been. But when it first came out, everybody was kind of like, what is this doing on a country station? I don't well, get I'm it. from Atlanta, and we used to do this thing called the uh, Laser Show mm-hmm. every year. Oh, yeah. 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 And they used to play at, it at the uh, Stone Mountain. Show, and it made me cry every single well, time. Well, it was at Stone Just Mountain. Like we went to uh, Stone Mountain. They had the Laser Show on the side of the mountain, and they played this That's song. That's exactly where yeah. we went there every year, every summer. Oh, yeah. It was so funny because after a while, everybody got to the point where they were literally trying to make it our like national anthem. You know, they wanted to replace them, or at least you know, America the Beautiful, and uh, you know, change it to this. And I was like, wow, hey. that's, uh, that's pretty amazing. Uh, I can't say anything. I'm the guy when I played football and everything else that they always used to look at me because I'd be tearing up during the national anthem. So. There's two. There's three of them that get me. One is the national anthem. Two is this one, and, and the other one's Alan Jackson's Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning? Yes. And I know my children don't understand the significance of that, you know, but I try to teach them. And whatever. Yes. Uh, you know, but it is a Memorial Weekend. It's a time of remembrance uh, for a lot of uh, families who uh, their sons and daughters didn't make it back. So yes, we honor them. But I was going to point out that uh, Bart is here, and uh, in typical Navy fashion, the ship came rolling in a little bit late. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, you know. He was waiting on the tugboats. <laughs> Is that what? We're, yeah, we're waiting. I on can the, say that with a friend that's a tugboat captain. <laughs> where are those boatsmen? Where are those lines? Like, oh man, we've been out here for fifteen minutes waiting around to get this aircraft carrier right here. Oh uh, my lord! So uh, he he showed up and he's here. Uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about the uh, the Swanee sturgeon, and you got to remember that these were reintroduced. What? God, how long ago was that? Oh, I was in. It's I know I was I was in years. junior at least no it's been longer than that because I remember really? I was in I think I was junior high or high school when they did the big uh, University of Florida did the big thing about it and uh, God I've been out of, I cannot believe I'm gonna say this I've been out of school twenty plus years I don't remember uh, I don't remember what the plan was and I really I don't know anybody who's even caught one in the Swanee River so if you've caught a a uh, sturgeon out of the Swanee River, please. I would love to hear the story about what you used for bait. How did you do it? How big it was? And uh, you can get a call. I know people who have caught them, but they just be for the fact that you couldn't keep it. Yeah, well, you can't. Keep I guess them, I, I could say that because of all the other fish regulations we have now. But because you, uh, sorry, because you can't keep them. I know a lot of people who didn't really. I guess you could say target them because why? I, I, well, <laughs> Well, anyway, if you've caught one, I'd like to hear your sturgeon story. 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. But if you are going to go out and you're going to be running around in a boat or a jet ski or whatever it is that you're going to be doing on the Swanee River, 
Uh, here are the major uh, strongholds for the uh, for the sturgeon, where you might want to uh, watch out where you're going. <laughs> uh, in the Swanee above Jack's Sandbar, right below Manatee Springs, between Fanning Springs and Usher Landing, mm-hmm. Old Town Trestle, or below the confluences of the Santa Fe and Swanee Rivers near Rock Bluff below <sighs> Anderson Springs. There we go with those big words again. Well, I'm just saying that, that you know that's the uh, the Swanee Taliban holding areas. So just be careful when you're down there and uh, running through there. I, I I would just you know you got to be a local person if you know you're going here. You and your buddies are hanging out and you're going down with a jet ski and and you look over and your buddy go hey. All of a sudden you see somebody down, get man. tail. You get see somebody get tail whapped as they go through this one area. Oh, and you just kind of go, slow, slow down, man. You go, why? Because, man, we're getting near Rock Bluff. This is where they live. So we got to be extra quiet and careful. Otherwise, they may kill us. That's <laughs> the man. <laughs> the no-wake zone. No-wake why? Zone. For manatees? Nope. No. <laughs> torpedoes. For, for airborne torpedoes. And uh, speaking of torpedoes and Navy men, hi, Bart. Good morning. How are you? uh oh I'm doing fantastic. Yeah. I came in right at the right time. You know, they're going to end up having regulations to where you're going to have to wear, like, football helmets while you drive the Swanee now. Body armor. Body armor. Yeah. Those level ba- four. Like those, uh, those foam bear suits, because that way you get flotation if you do get hit. That would be awesome, I, I guess. I don't know. That would be very uncomfortable. Oh, like the suits from uh, Deadliest Catch when you fall in the water? No, I mean, like the ones with, like, the, the bear-proof suits. Like, you know, you could go out in the woods and wear it. It's some sort of armor or whatever, but it's, like, foam on the inside. You never seen one of those suits? Well, they went out and tested them, and they let the bears maul like, them and or at least attempt to maul them. Yeah. Yeah, it makes it makes hiking so much more comfortable and enjoyable. Yeah. No. Hiking in halo armor. <laughs> no. Exactly, look like one of those bomb uh, guys. That, that uh, I can detector. see, but I'm sure if you're what you're going at and if it's built like I've seen everything else that's quote unquote a protective suit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, can you imagine that one looking right. out there and seeing an eight, nine foot grizzly bear and saying, all right, paper, rock, scissors for who runs up and slaps him in the face? Let's with this. see who makes it. <laughs> or think about this getting in the old eight foot John boat and trying to grow cruise down the Swanee in that thing. See? <laughs> I don't think I need sunscreen, honey. I'm going to wear the suit. Yeah. We'll be okay. Well, welcome in. Like, uh, you made it. Everything looked across the bridge okay. A lot, yeah. lot of boats, like you said on, on the first break. A lot of boats. Really? Yep. Wait, just on on trailers? Yeah, on trailers, mm-hmm. heading to Pinellas County. Did you come across Howard Franklin? Oh yeah. Which way were they going? They were coming this they way. They were coming this way. I knew it. Yep. When I got on it, well, it was no joke. When I got on at Macintosh this morning, right there at the wait station, two boats went by me, and when I got on, I started to get in behind one of them, and all of a sudden he threw on brakes, and like Braden said, the one guy was bailing off the side of the road because yeah. something was hanging out of the boat. I didn't see what it was. But oh, man. A lot of people are not going to put this into consideration. I mean, if you look at this weather, the way that it's been going this past week and what we're in for, this high pressure, yeah. you oh, yeah. bring long sleeves, sunscreen, hats, face shields, whatever you've got, and hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be hot. Wind's going to be knocked down a little bit during the day, is from what I understand, and uh, it's going to be quite sweltering out there. But uh, I think it's interesting that you saw all those boats coming from Hillsborough County headed to Pinellas County when you know everybody in Pinellas County is headed 
<laughs> I know north. Crooked Lake's full right now, and we're <laughs> yeah. heading over there this afternoon. They're heading up north to Chazowiska and everywhere else. They're gonna, you know, people from Pinellas County are going that way, and Hillsboro's coming this way to fill the gap. I guess. Yeah, so, it's like the locals in New Orleans. Whenever Mardi Gras comes around, man, they, yeah, they, they either they either leave or they go to their they hide out in their house. Yeah, yeah. they've got their they've got their little shanties out there on the bayou. That's exactly. right. I'll be back in a couple weeks. Those are called fish camps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, uh, I'm going out to the fish camp this weekend. You go get out of town for a week. We're yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah, well, locals are gone. Bucktown yeah. is empty. It's a good time to go get a poor boy out by the levee. There you yeah. go. It's nice and easy. Well, I, I, you know, you you heard us talking about it. Everybody heading over this way. That brings up an interesting point. If uh, I don't know how many people actually took the time this past week to uh, get their boats prepared for the trip to come over to Pinellas County, uh, but I'm sure there'll be lots of broke down boats. Cito is going to make a fortune this weekend. Oh, dude! That's the other thing that makes me laugh. When Cito? I had, when I had my, no, the other thing that makes me laugh when I had my boat was the guys that you know that that boat had been sitting for months and has probably never been touched, and they just decided to get it out last night, pressure wash it off, take the battery out of the wife's the, car, and, and, you know, but and then they get there and it's like. Nyeh. And you're like, you just see white smoke billowing out of the engine, and you're thinking, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a good day. Yeah, this is, a, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, well, if any locals are going out there, go to your super secret boat ramps. Go to your super <laughs> secret boat ramps. You'll, you, sh- you should be okay. I don't know why everybody uh, hammers over there on Gandy on the other side, on the Tampa side. I don't know why everybody goes over there. Maximus. Uh, you know, right there off of Gandy, right across from Gandy Bait and Tackle. You know, right mm-hmm. right by the uh, Coast Guard and yeah. oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, everybody seems to go there, and I'm like, okay, I understand that you're that puts you on the Tampa side. So if you're going to be fishing down around McDill or making a run down to uh, the river, or, you know, uh, the kitchen or somewhere around there, yeah, it makes it easier. Upper Tampa Bay. But I guarantee you that somewhere. At least, I'm going to say at least 40% of those people run straight across and they go right over to Weedon Island. So why don't you just put in over on the St. Pete side, right there at the old boat ramp, you know, the yeah. old piece of crud boat ramp that nobody uses. Because it's a piece of crud. It doesn't have uh, your marked off parking. It doesn't have bathrooms. It doesn't have a boat rinse off station. It's it's for the hardcore. So you got to hose All the home. hardcores out there. Yeah. <laughs> hardcore. That's why I like the Maximo Marina. Mm-hmm. It was easy. Yeah, there's some back in the old. Uh, it was old, easy. Yeah, St. Pete neighborhoods. If you if you know them, shut up. <laughs> yeah, way south St. Pete. Jeez, man, why are you giving away good spots? <laughs> Mister oh, Mister Creedon is going to come hunt you down, man, and chop your toes off. Good, I like to see him. I haven't seen him in about fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We got Braden, we got uh, Jonathan, we got Bart, we got Aaron. She's over there. And uh, we're going to take a real quick break. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Hunting, fishing, loving every day. That's the prayer that a country boy prays. Thank God he made me this way. Welcome back, everybody. It is the big and wild outdoors. We're in the big, big room today. It got a lot smaller. Bart came in here. Yeah, it did. That's why I said we're like the Legion of Doom and Aaron's like our valet. <laughs> There's a lot of beef in this room right now. Well, and pork sausage and pork products, which we'll talk about later. Uh, You know, I got to bring this up. It is Memorial Weekend. I know it doesn't have a lot to do with the outdoors or anything, but it is Memorial Weekend. And as we pointed out, this is the time when we remember 
it was funny because during the break we were all kind of talking about movies and military stuff and all that. Kind well, of, we're all kind of documentary type guys, anyway. We are, yeah. and uh, I just, you know, it's funny because you were bringing up the Teddy Roosevelt thing with Tom Berenger, and uh, Bart was bringing up some stuff from World War II, and of course, uh, when. <laughs> It shows the mentality of who was raised where because Judy said, ah, oh, yeah, that Tom Berger, he plays Teddy Roosevelt, and then it was that general, whatever general, and the first general that Bart thought of was? General Custer. Custer. First one I thought of was? Which one did you say? Santa Ana. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. being a Texas kid, you're like, you think of war, you go, general, and you go, Santa Ana. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Houston? <laughs> well, it was President Sam Houston. but uh, Great you know. movie, by the way. Yeah. And when uh, we were sitting there and we were chit-chatting back and forth about um, uh, the military and uh, did you see this? Did you see that? And one was the Barbersall commercial, which I still think was one of the best ones. It was one of the ones that they banned from the Super Bowl because it was kind of like contrary to the other shaving thing that was – uh, you know, they might offend somebody. And it was the one where he was like in World War II and he's like, Hey, Snowflake, it's your grandfather. You know, <laughs> and he's like in the middle of a fight in the middle of Europe over there. But, uh, it brought up an interesting thing because you were talking about the general having malaria. And I remember my mother showed me her, uh, uh, father's, father's, uh, discharge papers from the military. And of course, he got discharged medically because he got marrow, uh, Malaria. malaria in the Spanish-American War. Uh, but it actually has his discharge papers, and it shows what his monthly stipend was when he got paid. Yeah. He was getting paid $6 a month. Yeah, dude. And that was Six you know, bucks a month. That's, yeah. I mean, I mean they're, they're pocketing that cash, man. That's To them, that's getting paid, you know, what, a grand a month and, you know, two grand a month in oh, today's, yeah. you know, world. I'm just saying, yeah, but I know when you think about it, you just think back and go, $6 a month. I, <laughs> I mean, it, was, it was it was a penny for popcorn, and you got to watch a movie for a penny. Yeah, you, you know, still got ninety eight cents to run the day on. Dad would you always tell us, Yeah, Dad would always tell us those stories about how you know. Go ahead, honey. You buy that big drink over there if you want to. <laughs> I got here's your two bits, sir. <laughs> Our grandfather would throw Dad a quarter, and he would spend the whole weekend downtown. There you yeah. go. I mean, it was like you could go see a movie, you could get something to eat, you could do that, and get a trolley ride back home. And uh, I mean, it was like you know for a quarter. No, like, no joke. Somebody came into the shop the other day and they told me about an app. Uh, since there's an app for everything that they do, it does a conversion of like what Bart was saying to where you look at say 1800s money. Yeah. Well, you look at like today, a guy gets unemployment, gets this amount. Well, this amount was what they would get back in those times. And like you said, it yeah. breaks down how everything. How inflation is, is really six dollars is like you said that's big money back for that. Time. Yeah, I mean, I mean they got to look at it this way. I mean, where are they going to go spend it? So yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know. Steak dinner, R and R. Yeah, where? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Steak. We're going to Waffle, town. Waffle House wasn't invented yet. No matter how much we would love for it to have been, that is true. You know, well, it would have been a nice Waffle thing. House was Mama's kitchen. Mama's exactly. Kitchen. Yeah. Or you can stop in and get a T-bone steak, about four beers, and uh, all the fixings, and a room for what five bucks? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, I'm just Memorial Weekend. One of the things I'm going to do, I'm off on Sunday, so my day is is going to be completely in the house. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not leaving. I'm not going fishing. I'm not hitting the water. I'm not getting close to water. Thanks for telling me. 
on the radio because I was just getting ready to ask. No, forget it. I'm uh, I'm Fine. staying. I'm getting in the air conditioning, and I'm going to watch uh, the movie that you suggested. I know that you said it's now oh, on yeah, demand. I got, so I, I, I invited him to do something too. I need to talk to you about off the air. Uh, oh, it's going to be great for kids. Okay, okay. I, don't, I don't think you'll be interested in it. So it no. involves fishing. See, I told you, yeah. it's not going to be interested in it. But the documentary that I'm talking about that I've been wanting to see is They Will Not Grow Old. Yeah. And uh, that one's on demand uh, on cable. I know it's on Spectrum. I don't know about whatever your cable provider might be. But it's it's about World War One. Mm-hmm. but they take all the footage and it's been colorized. But with yeah. modern colorization, not like... Uh, like what Ted Turner used to do where everything either had to be green, pink, or whatever, you know. Uh, but this has been totally colorized so that you actually see them as what they look like while they were there. Yeah. yeah. You know, it humanizes Did you watch it, it yet? I haven't watched it yet. I watched the trailer, and even when I watched the trailer, I was like, oh, dude, I am so watching this thing like three times in a row. Yeah. I mean, I'm stoked for it. I just keep getting stuck on uh, on kids' cartoons. <laughs> what happens when you have children in the house all yeah. the time you know you turn it's amazing it. the dvr when you finally get to watch your shows at 11 o'clock at night yeah i made a mistake when i uh, signed up for my new cable i didn't get the dvr oh you foolish mortal yeah you know you can actually buy an aftermarket one so it's yeah. not so bad no, there you go uh but anyway so that's what i'm planning on doing tomorrow tomorrow i'm i'm watching the world the one that i always liked since we're talking about that the one that I like, and I watch several times up there when I'm at the woods, basically by myself, and I can watch whatever I want, is the military does the world at war. But that's what they did the same thing for like World War One and World War Two. They go back and they you, everything's in color. Yeah. And you can see everything as is. Somebody should write a song about that. Yeah. Aaron, do you think you could write a song about that? She's should, not even listening. Should have seen it in color. Yeah. Should have seen it in color. What's she so. doing? What's she doing in there? <laughs> she, she's, she is so enthralled with some video. <laughs> she is totally not even. I, I feel like I'm in wedding crashers. We never on, know what she's doing. We're on, we're on Mom, fi- the meatloaf. We're on fire in here. Get it we're now. On, we're on fire. Bar, Bart's passed out. Oh my! She hadn't moved. No, nope. <laughs> nope, she's just watching the clock, man. Must be like an Avril Lavigne video <laughs> no, or it's something. It's Memorial Weekend for sure, because even she's gone. Uh, I thought it was funny and interesting, and I wanted to bring Erin in on this. That's why I was trying to get her attention. And uh, since Bart is a ship, oh what? Oh, wait, hi. Wait, wait, she's wait. back. Wait, oh, what? what? I heard we my see name. movement. We see movement. Oh, she doesn't have headphones. Yeah, yeah I, I was getting ready for the next commercial break. Sorry. Yeah, sure you were. We heard the music. We know what you were doing. No, but uh, I wanted you in on this because now that we have Bart the chef in here, I always bring this up and no one ever gives me an answer. And I brought it up with Erin and she went, wow, I've never thought of it that way. And she referred to it as, what is it? Shower thought? What is it? What is, is that what shower thinking? It's a shower thought. Oh, yeah. When you're in the shower and you go, why is it a parking lot and it's a parkway? And, then and a park- driveway is yeah, a, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. I wanted to know what it is because I know that you started your hog hunts back up in Bluntstown up there and uh, successfully yes. uh, started less this past week. Yes. Why is it that it seems to that it's a hog, Bart? You're the chef. Yep, yep. Why is it that every part of a pig tastes different than the other part? <laughs> different muscles. 
Thank yeah, you. But, but see, but that doesn't mean anything because you could take a cow. Different muscles, uh, different muscles. But it tastes the same. No. See, to me, and that's what I was saying when you walked out of the room, I was walking out of the room and you made that statement was like, no, it doesn't all taste the same. Beef taste uh, has the same beefy taste, but pork does not. Bacon Bacon does not taste anything like. That's because it's cured. That's because it's it's cured cured bacon. Bacon is cured. If you took a straight up pork belly and you cooked it off in a frying pan, it's going to taste like pork. You think it's going to taste like ham? Ham is cooked a specific way. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, you, what you're doing is you have different muscles, and it's different preparations for those muscles. Mm. But yet, there's going to be a pork flavor no matter where it is. You said beef my, flavor. My husband thinks he's fancy when he goes out to eat and orders pork belly, and it. It just like bacon. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. it's, it's just like a big chunk of bacon. <laughs> yeah. Big old square big chunk of bacon. That's it's basically yep. it. But, but see, I don't agree with that because if you take a whole hog and you cook it and it's on laid out and it's rotated and whatever, any way you want to do it, if you go to each individual area and taste it, it tastes different than the other area that you yeah. were in. Yeah, it's the same way if you did it with um, a, did it with a cow or a steer. Um, no, yes, it is. No, yes, it is. No, absolutely. I have to agree with Beef you. I have to agree because with him. You, know, you got two, two. There's two cuts that most people don't really understand, and that's tongue and that's oxtail. The yes. tail. I love oxtail. Okay, right. Those take not that a big beef, fan of tongue, but right. I can eat it. Those both of those have that beefy flavor, but it's more intense. You do have you you taste what you think that umami. That umami is that flavor that makes you that makes you crave it. You're like, oh man, that's the best thing I've ever had. That's the, that's the flavor of umami. Mm-hmm. And so when you cook that, that's versus a ribeye. I mean, yes. you cook a ribeye in butter, you're intensifying that with the beef fat. Yep. It's the fat content. That, that's, the marble, that's, yeah, marbleization. Yep. You know, this show would be a lot better if you weren't so drunk. <laughs> I mean, I'm a chef. That's what we do, right? Yeah. I guess you know you drink and cook. Uh, I don't know, whatever it is. Yeah, we drink. We cook. I just, we know I just, I, I don't know. It's just me personally. Now, I understand that there's for you, two for me, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because usually uh, Jonathan brings in uh, usually a uh, a pork product of some sort, and today he brought two choices, which was ham and sausage. And I went, you know, you ever notice they always taste so totally different. And I understand, of course, there's a grind, there's spices, there's things when it comes to sausage. Same but thing if, with ham. But well, if you cook like it the Martin, same it's way. It's a different part of the animal. Yep. It's de- right. de- de- Deer, to me, deer is the same way. A tenderloin from a deer and a backstrap from a deer are not going to taste the same. They don't. But if you look at those muscles, they're totally different in coloration and, and well, density. They, yeah, and same everything thing else. in a in, in pig, same thing in a cow. Yeah. I mean, no, you're drunk. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Happy Memorial Day! I wouldn't be good at what I do if I wasn't. Ah! We used to be brought by uh, G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford until this show just started. But uh, no, we thank them and we appreciate them. And they are open today. Brandon Ford's having a huge Memorial Day weekend sale. So if you need a new truck, car, Mustang, something fast or whatever, go get it. And if you need some fishing gear, you need to get in some hunt stuff, maybe a pistola. Maybe you need a boat. Need a boat by this weekend. Go buy one today. They got loads right out there. Got you a nice pontoon boat ready to go at G5 Feeding Outdoors. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. That was pretty awesome. Bullet the blue sky into that. That's awesome. 
Good job it's, on the music today. Uh, it's uh, Braden, Jonathan, and uh, Bart is in the studio today. We are in here uh, hanging out in the air conditioning uh, because it's going to be a little sweltering out this weekend. Uh, tomorrow and um, no, Bart's making Monday. me starve down here. Why? Oh, because we're talking recipes. Talking recipes. <laughs> Who are you mad at about the cooking channel? What was it that no, you said man, you were it, mad at? What no. is? Okay, okay, here we go. Get ready, get ready, Aaron. No, I just the influx of cooking programs mm-hmm. from whenever. All right, so when I was a kid, we had PBS, and you know you had Jacques Pepin. You you know you had your classics. You had you Julia know, Child. Julia Child. Yen can cook. You know the Chinese guy be like, you want to see something? And he would just chop it up at a thousand miles an hour. Now we've got Cooking Channel, we've got uh, Food Network, you know, we've got uh, YouTube, we've got all this social media where they think that people, everybody thinks they can cook. Now I'm sure that they can, <laughs> but in a professional setting, it's a whole different are, ball most, game. Most of them are not going to be able to hang probably past the first 45 minutes of a good dinner rush. Well, that cooking in a restaurant in under a those conditions crying. is a totally different uh, it's, adventure than it's it is. The same, it's the same exact techniques that you're going to learn doing it in your kitchen. You just got to do them at a thousand miles an hour, and you cannot screw up. Stop. Yeah, with yeah. eighteen other people screaming and yelling and sweating all over you. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Been there, done that. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so if you're looking at uh, cooking out this weekend. Uh, well, maybe go to a restaurant. I don't know. Have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> you know who actually fit in very, very well in the restaurant world? Veterans. A lot of combat veterans do very, very well because it's a high-stress, high-pay They're stuck on that, that edge of the adrenaline rush where they're right there at that edge, and that's what they're Could you see Gordon Ramsay in a room full of, like, <clears throat> seals or green berets or something like that, and he's running around there <laughs> Screaming and yelling and everything else, and you'd probably see them guys just look up at him like, "Dude, we got this." Yeah, I mean, if those guys knew exactly what they were, relax. Doing, if they knew how to get the sear on that foie gras just right, then I'm sure that they'd be able to go. Gordon, they we got be, this bag off. They'd yeah. be uh, they'd be all right. I mean, you think that you know they're not going to? He's not going to talk that way to to uh, no, seals or anybody else. He, but no, he like, won't talk yeah. that way to them because they'll stuff him in the <laughs> in the walk in. You know what? No, There's you no know cameras what? in the walk in. I was yeah. going to say, you know what though? That they're used to being talked to like that, so it's really not that big of a deal. Trust yeah, exactly, me. <laughs> exactly. But it's it, like water off a duck's back to those guys. But I was going to say that if you um, we're going to go out this weekend and go and and particularly uh, there are some restaurants. I would suggest if you're going to go out and go do some fishing and go out and do that. If you don't want to cook it at home, there are some restaurants out there who will do it for you. Which yeah. I, you know, more and more of them are doing that, and a lot of people are actually enjoying to do that. So I would look that possibility up. That you know, take it in there, let somebody else handle it. I mean, you may have to you know clean it, fillet it, or whatever, but they'll do the cooking for you. Yeah, so. I mean, you got to look at it. You're giving something that you're if you've eaten trout all your life and you're using that same recipe for trout all your life, but then you finally put it in the hands of somebody else, and then they give you a different aspect on what this fish can taste like. That would be a good idea. Although I think it's really hard to go wrong with just butter and garlic on anything. No, but. not at all. That's pretty much, yeah. The, <laughs> you want to know the key to fine dining? Butter, heavy cream. Well, you know, I, that's why I never really got into the... Staples. Ho- I never got into the whole heavy uh, fad of uh, blackened redfish. I was like, dude, all you're doing is just burning on a bunch of spices on one side of it, and you can't taste the fish or anything. And uh, when we talked to Captain Duval in here, he goes, "That's what the that was the whole idea. Yeah. And so the people were not cooking redfish properly, and uh, it tasted a little gamey. Oh, God, or, I love redfish. 
And uh, some people were, are turned off by that. So, you know what? Chefs like Prudhomme and some others are like, okay, we want to cover some stuff up. Give me that cayenne pepper. Give me a couple of this. Give me some chili. And then and we'll put it on one side. Put it in a scalding well, hot pan and uh, burn one side of it and send it out there. And call I it remember when fancy. we did the, the pig jam, and I know you're a rib judge. You know, everybody laughs when they eat. When I fix ribs, one of the things I like to do is uh, take the membrane off the back, but I soak them for two days in orange juice, lemon juice, and powder tenderizer. And everybody looks at me like, why in the Sam Hill do you do that? Because they're delicious. It's, well, I like the, I use the OJ because of the sugar and it sweetens them up. And the lemon, and the, but the acid from the lemon juice and the orange juice to me, it breaks down the meat, but it pulls a lot of the fat and stuff off of them. And when I cook them, it puts a really nice bark on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're, you're caramelizing that sugar that's basically been mm-hmm. marinated or brined into that meat. I like it. And you wrap them up for about an hour. It's just, oh, just beautiful. Why aren't those here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got, I'm going shopping this afternoon. I got the request already. I've got the request for pulled pork. I got cornbread. I got mac and cheese. She wants green beans, mashed potatoes. They want the whole nine yards. What? This is Memorial Weekend. This is hot dogs, hamburger weekend, man. Diets this is out a, the window. Yeah, really. Yeah, nah, seriously. Man. I do hot dogs at about two in the morning whenever the kids are asleep. You know, you're just kind of trying to be quiet. Beep. Is that what it is? Yeah, the worst kind. And then right at like when it gets down to one second, you you open the door real quick so it doesn't you know the microwave doesn't go beep 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 beep. You know, and I'll, everybody's daddy is that hot dogs crap. <laughs> that explains why you don't sleep. You're staying up all night and you're noshing while the kids are sleeping. What research? Yeah, is that what it is? Hot yeah. dogs in a microwave. That's you can't research. sleep. When you get an idea, you guys just got to try it. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, we uh, hope that everybody doesn't get enough sleep uh, coming up on June 14th. Uh, that's the day before the Panfish Challenge. I talked to Jim Veal this past week. Uh, I think all of the pontoon boats are gone. Did you get your room? Yes. Okay. And uh, I just remember the email from the big boss man, and he said, make sure everybody gets. Yeah, you Glenn know. was freaking out. That's why I called I called Jim. I didn't want to email him. I called him, and I was like, Glenn's freaking out. What's going on? What are we going to have to go build a new cabin out there? No, what's going on? I just wanted to make sure everything was okay. <laughs> Hadn't heard from you in a little while. Glenn was, in, a panic, Glenn was in panic mode. It's going to be the end of the world if we don't get out of there. I do have some good news for that. What? I talked to our good buddy. He's probably listening right now, Mr. Jeff from One and Done Feeders, and mm-hmm. we will have one of the brand new, we can talk about it next hour, one of the brand new One and Done Feeders, which I'll get into the details in the next hour. Okay. All the new tricks and toys and funny things. that I've do. heard rumors, so I'm going to yes. see. You'll be verifying. But I just wanted to remind everybody that if you uh, want to get in on the Panfish Challenge on June 15th, you need to uh, call Mr. Jim up there at uh, Panavista Lodge. You can go to panavistalodge.com. Uh, give them a call if you want to uh, register a boat, which I would say you probably want to do. We're actually ahead of where we were last year. And when I said, uh, what do you think we're going to end up with? He's like, uh, it could be it could be way over. It could be over 50 boats or you know how fishing is, man. It could be over 100 boats. Who knows? But uh, right now we're, we're a little bit ahead of last year. So uh, if you have not registered your boat, you can do it now. It's $25, 35 bucks the day of. And when I say boat, I, that's not per person. It's per boat. So it's like if, the drive-in movies. Yeah. I mean, if you can stuff as many people in the car as possible, 
much. Should have seen it in color. And two bucks yeah. get in there. But uh, he did say that he had a couple of uh, John boats left uh, that were available for rental on that day. So if you don't have a boat, but I would encourage you to borrow your neighbor's John boat or get that canoe, canoe or whatever it is that uh, you know your brother-in-law's got in the backyard don't use no more. Well, apparently they've had the feeder going off the dock, so you don't even have to leave the dock. Well, what got me about that is I said, well, Mr. Jim, how much you charge people to go fish off your dock? He goes, I'm not, I'm not charging anybody off of that. I went, are you kidding me? You're letting them walk out of there with all them brim and, and go out there and hook them all up for, for two, free? Two dollars. Yeah. Two, two bucks. Dollars. Two bucks. Remember that guy? Have a, little, have a little turnstile like they have at Disney World and you just got to feed your money into it. Is that what it is? <laughs> all I could think of was Blazing Saddles. <laughs> Somebody go back and get some guys. I was waiting. I was waiting. Right in the middle of the field. And Somebody's got to go back and get Out of the two of you in this room, I throw that softball up, and he's the one that hits it. What the? So, anyway, uh, if you want to go in and join us, we're all going to be there. I know that uh, we'll go down to the list of sponsors and everything else. Is, uh, we're rapidly approaching the end of the first hour, but... Uh, we have a lot of people to thank, and it's getting bigger and bigger. And when Jim said there was a few more people up there who's jumped on board. So um, our goal is to make this the highest payout, worth money, panfish challenge in the entire country. I think it's getting there. I mean, it's it's got me excited. I've even got somebody flying in. For that. I, I would say that if... Uh, Bringing I'm, in a ringer. Yep. I'm going to say if we're still kicking it in about uh, five more years, we're going to have a payout of... $100,000 for number one for a panfish challenge. Don't do that because you just freak no, it's out not majorly. This, this year's panfish challenge is not $100,000. I said within five in the years. Fu- in the future. Yeah. In the yeah. future. Yeah. Take it a break, God. We want to see Bobby Lane showing up at our panfish challenge trying to win the big money. <laughs> Bring back the classics. Oh, yeah. my Lord. Rowan Martin will be showing up for that one. All right. <laughs> Bill Dance rolling in here trying to win $100,000. All right, it is the Big and Wild Outdoors taking a quick break. It is uh, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Go, go! 